everyone and uh welcome back um oh let me switch my video over hey everyone welcome back and thank you for tuning in again live today it is sunday november 5th it is 1 p.m um and we already have a couple of people joining us um my name is jason leeser and i will be your host for today for skill building sunday here live on the reinventing the tattoo network this is working for you. Please let us know. Please tag a friend. Please tag anyone you know that loves tattoos. Um, maybe they're looking to get their first tattoo. Maybe they're, you know, looking to become a tattoo artist. Um, take a look. Tag everyone you know. And welcome to Guy Hutchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, collectors, apprentices, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into an amazing network of live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. Um, let me just... Do, do, do. And we're going to stop that for right now. Uh, you can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 different episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as all of the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just search for Reinventing the Tattoo in your browser and you'll find it all except for the book, which is still currently out of print, and I'm still trying to get my hands on a copy. But no matter where you are watching, live or on demand, you can always get the latest, most up-to-date information, all available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. You don't have to subscribe right away. You can pick one of three options. Uh, you can pick a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo canon. Or you can get some free advice from Guy about your unique goal settings. Or you can take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. As well at reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details. So if you wanted to join in to, say, today's show, you could go straight to www.reinventingthetattoo.com. Click on the events calendar and a calendar will pop up with direct Zoom links to all of these sessions. At reinventingthetattoo.com, you also have access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 different episodes playing, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As well, you can also find access to over 20 world-class tattoo artist professional development courses including things like a Koi course from uh, Andre Malcolm or a Skull Seminar from Bob Tyrell. Um, and those are just a few of the many different professional development courses we have available at reinventingthetattoo.com. Once again, if this is working for you, please let me know in the comments and in the chats. And please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Uh, we have a number of weekly staple shows uh, that we always encourage people to tune into, uh, starting off on Sundays here at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. And that's followed on Mondays with four separate shows, starting off at 9 a.m. Monday morning 
We have Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we go through and we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies to help us really get back to the roots of being a fine artist. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. I try to jump into that one every chance I get. Um, highly recommend you take a look at that one. Uh, following Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, at 11 a.m., we have the Tattoo Weekly with Gabe Ripley, Lauren Gregory, and Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network. So if you want to stay up to date on current events happening in the tattoo industry, take a look at the Tattoo Weekly, where that's basically all they discuss. Um, they are the most up-to-date resource for information dealing with the tattoo industry in today's day and age. And they do it every week to keep us updated. So thank you very much, Gabe, Lauren, and Jake. Following the Tattoo Weekly at 5 p.m., we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we have a nice safe space to go to where we can vent and discuss certain topics that maybe other people in our lives that aren't tattoo artists might not be able to really get to understand so well. Um, it's a great way to go through and talk about how you feel about certain things in a very judgment-free zone. So by all means, please take advantage of it. Once again, I try to join in every chance I get. Following that and capping off Monday evenings at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network, where we go through and we discuss different sections of the Reinventing the Tattoo canon. Um, this is only available for people that have either a subscription to the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon or the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course. Um, so you will need to have one of those subscriptions in order to take the Monday evening drawing group. Following that, on Wednesdays at noon, we have the Tattoo Now show with Gabe Ripley, where we get to go through and take a look and do a deeper dive into the business aspects behind tattooing. Um, where we get to discuss things like marketing and branding, um, talking about international travel visas, etc. And that's all on Wednesdays at 12 noon. Following that and capping off the week on Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. Um, and that is hosted by Fawn Baker, where we get to go through and listen to a lot of different people's story about collecting tattoos and their adventures along the way. We also have a special live event coming up. We will be live from the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in beautiful San Juan, Puerto Rico. I will be joined by James Wisdom, uh, who hosts the Monday Morning Drawing Group, Seth Mushrush, who's a frequent guest here on this show, uh, Fast Alley from Lost and Found Tattoo in New Jersey, as well as Jimmy D'Alessio, Bill Canales from Full Circle Tattoo in San Diego, um, Fibs, the entire Tex family will be in attendance. And that's just a few of the incredible artists. Oh, last minute edition, forgot to mention this. I will also be working alongside Devin Cooley. Um, can't wait. Devin's a great, great artist, and I can't wait to see what he's working on this year. Um, that's just a few of the people that will be in attendance at the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. If you are listening to this and you live in Puerto Rico or you plan on taking a trip there during that period of time, please stop by, say hi, maybe get an awesome tattoo. Uh, it's literally loaded with world-class tattoo artists. You can't go wrong there. 
would like to take a minute and thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these shows happen. Starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They are constantly keeping everything updated, as we know, living in this post-pandemic era. There are still some tattoo events that are getting rescheduled like crazy. So if you want the latest, most up-to-date tattoo event information coming to a city or town near you, or maybe it's one you plan on visiting, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Also like to thank tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattoo artists of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything upgraded and updated, and they are completely competitive with any type of CRM mailing list or scheduling software out there. So if you're looking for the digital tools to help you get more people to come through the door that want to get the kind of work that you really want to do, take a look at TattooNow.com. It is the number one resource to help you streamline your booking process. Would also like to thank Guy Aitchison. He is the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. Go to GuyAitchison.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedias, some of his custom tutorial DVDs. He's got some custom coil machines for sale, countless fine art prints, and occasionally some original oil paintings, all for sale at GuyAitchison.com. Would also like to say a very quick thank you and shout out to Amy Nichols over at the Apprenticeship Diaries. If you are looking to become a tattoo apprentice or know someone that is, tell them to look at the Apprenticeship Diaries where you can find the most comprehensive area and resource to give you an insight on what a tattoo apprenticeship is like and what to expect. Would also like to go through and say a very quick thank you and personal shout out to Tatcom and Aaron Williams, Mad Scientist. These guys are literally diving into the science of tattooing and how tattoos work. So if you're looking for the most cutting edge, up-to-date technological tools um, that will help you tattoo better and at a more efficient level, take a look at TATCOM. Oh, whew, almost done. We always ask that you please post a positive review on the channel and help us get the word out. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page to be notified of all of our upcoming episodes and shows. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, or maybe you're looking for a fine art or a, a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we will get back to you just as soon as we possibly can. That kind of wraps up our intro and we've got Jen with us today. Um, sorry guys, I shut your videos off for a quick second. Um, so I am gonna ask you to restart those and rejoin the audio. Um, and today's topic is going to be talking about our rates as tattoo artists. Um, hourly rates can be a very um, sensitive subject. Um, so I always like to tell people that, you know, there's data out there. You have to know where to look. But it's something that not a lot of people like to do and it's something that not a lot of people like to take a look at um i've been very fortunate to know some people at tattoo smart that have kind of helped me out um with uh a lot of their data 
um, and they've actually created a lot of great visuals. And I'm going to be showing you guys, I'm going to share my screen for just a second. Um, back in 2022, uh, Tattoo Smart actually went through and did a survey. Um, and they did a survey across the United States. I'm not sure what the actual sample size was, um, but they did it with several different countries and they got quite a bit of a response. Once again, I'm not positive on the actual sample size, but um, I'll share part of what they uh, shared with me. Um, and this is something that I found really, really fascinating. Um, Oh, we got James Wisdom with us today as well. Awesome. Um, so depending on what your currently hourly rate is, if you've decided to switch over to sessions or day rates or day half day rates or just price by piece, some people use the square inch method still and hey, whatever works for you. Um, but this will just kind of give you an idea of based on the responses that you know have been received um oh patrick gordon wonderful we're getting lots of people joining us today um this is based on just the responsive responses that have been received uh they got nearly four thousand responses across the world however it doesn't tell you what the actual sample size was per area um, so I'm assuming certain weird numbers like $157 an hour, I'm assuming that that's pretty average, uh, based some people are higher, some people are lower. Um, but once again, I'm not positive of the sample size, uh, per, you know, area, but it does list quite a few other, um, cities and countries in this spreadsheet. Um, if you have access to the Tattoo Smart website, I'm sure you can always go through and email Russ. Um, he may be able to give you a copy of the actual hard data. But I found this to be very interesting. Um, looking at some of the, the state averages for hourly rates of getting tattooed. And, you know, based on what your currently hourly rate is, you know, say you work in New Jersey right? Where the average hourly rate is $179 an hour. Well, depending on what you're charging, maybe you want to think about comparing that to what this average is. Once again, I'm not positive on the sample size. I do not know how many people from which area or who from which area replied, but this does give you maybe a rough idea of where the state averages are located for your specific state. Um, and I always find this to be very, very interesting um, because it actually helped me go through at the time. Uh, actually, I think it was a couple of years prior to this being released. I decided to increase my rates um, from 125 an hour to 150 an hour um, because I realized that that was, you know, roughly the average of the people in the area that I was working in um, and what they were charging. Now, based on this, it's saying that, you know, um, it's looking at about $156 an hour 
as an average across the state of Pennsylvania, which is where I live. Now, it does give us other data, um, USA by state, average hourly rates, um, and these are at least 10 responses per state, which is always helpful uh, to understand that. And this actually gives you a thorough breakdown of that. If we want to go by major city, it does list that as well. So if I look for Philadelphia, where is that? Philadelphia is in here somewhere. There it is. Uh, Philadelphia is currently ranked at about $170 an hour, um, which is fine. Um, you know, there are definitely some people and that I believe had at least 10 responses. Yep. Um, which is pretty good. So, uh, but it goes through and you can do it by zip code, country, uh, what the average rate is by country um, in US dollars, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, you've got a couple of places here like uh, Hungary. Yeah, might not want to go there and tattoo because if it's $55 an hour average, eh, I don't know if that's going to cover the cost of a trip. Um, you know, Puerto Rico tends to be about 90, uh, but they don't have at least 10 responses. So that could vary based on where things are at. But some of this information is very interesting to look at when you break it down and you start to look at what you're charging, um, you know, in comparison to other people. Um, now this is across Canada, um, you know, you've got UK, Australia, Germany. Um, so they've got lots and lots of information. Um, but I wanted to share that with everyone uh, and just start talking and opening up the discussion, you know, about what what are you at? Have You know, some people have done away with being hourly. Um, and that's, you know, something that I'm trying to gear myself more towards and just stick to simply day rates and half day rates. Um, I like half days because I find most people don't sit for a full day and a full day for me is eight hours. So I find most people usually sit about four. So I try to do about two half days um, at a time, but that's just my own personal preference. Um, plus it gives me time to have a snack in between and who doesn't love snack time. Uh, we've got James and Henry with us. Um, guys, feel free to unmute yourselves. What up? What up? How's it going, guys? Uh, we got Jen with us as well. Um, how's it going, Jen? Jen's painting some gorgeous flowers in a traditional Sumi ink style. Hey, dude. Good to see you again. Likewise, likewise. I'm happy to hear that some of the information I divulged during the Procreate seminar I did at Paradise Gathering, you know, some people were actually paying attention, and I love that. Um, <laughs> I love doing the color chart. That was awesome. Yeah, it, it really helps you plan stuff out and can really help you go through and kind of digitally plan out your tattoo in advance. Um, so it's, you know, I always like seeing that, and I always like seeing people take some of the knowledge that I you know, hand out and actually apply it always gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I might need to um, take that course sometime myself. Yeah, let me know. Um, I was actually thinking about talking to Gabe about taking that online and doing like a live interactive, um, you know, asynchronous uh, course or no, a, a synchronous course. So it would be live maybe one day a week over the course of like six weeks or something like that. Oh, that'd um, be cool. You know, so that that way we can really dive into everything. I found that when I was doing the seminar at Paradise Gathering this year, literally cramming all of the information going from basic, basic stuff, like the bare bones, like how to create a new document, um, all -hmm. the way through how to make your own brushes. It was a lot to cram into two hours. Um, There's so much information and so many different options and tweaks and settings that you can adjust that it's really tricky to kind of compress all of that and still answer everyone's questions at the same time. So uh, Gabe just made a comment on the YouTube. He said, let's do it. Cool. Gabe, I will be in touch with you and we will figure out a, a good way to break it down and we'll get it going. Um, But yeah, um, you know, I, we covered all types of different stuff. Like when creating your own custom color palettes, what's the best way to go through and take the inks and pigments that you use in tattooing and apply that to procreate, to create a digital tattoo or a digital color palette. Um, That was one of the bigger questions that got asked. And there's a couple of different ways you can go through and do that um, without getting into that too much today. Um, One way you can do is try to see if you can find like, a, a swatch or a sample set um, or color tiles online from your specific company. Um, I know certain companies out there will actually show you like a little color tile out on their website of what color that is. Um, sometimes that's helpful. And sometimes you can find that kind of put together. And um, Another way is to go through and create your own swatch set, scan that, take a photo of it with your iPad and then upload that into a custom color palette that you create then this way you already have you know all of those colors that you use regardless of what company they may be from and you can go through and you can utilize that as well um but back on topic we were discussing um rates and hourly rates and all that stuff um you know and it's something uh, somebody that's um because one of my, my my coworkers recently asked me, you know, what are some kind of steps that I that I take to um, to raise my rates and to you know just maybe even a half a day rate. What are what are some like mental gymnastics that you've gone through in order to get yourself to that point of even just thinking about raising your rates? Stand up, please. Um. So one of the things that I look at is. What? how much work can I accomplish in a set amount of time, right? To a, to a higher level quality standard, right? If I know that I can only tattoo a very small area, um, say it's, you know, maybe five inches by five inches um, to a flawless professional quality standard tattoo, And I know that that's going to take me, say, 
three or four hours, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm then going to take that and I'll price that out and I'll say, okay, if that takes me, say, three hours to do that, that amount of area, what do I need to make per hour? And break it down, take out the shop cut, take out taxes, take out inventory and supplies that you recycle uh-huh. into it, you know, remove all of the expenses and that'll give you what it is you're actually taking away per hour by working on that tattoo and then turn around and say, okay, is this going to be enough for me? If I do say two tattoos, this size a day, is this going to be enough for me to make a living? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just your bare bones, basic, you know, kind of, this is what I need to survive. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're talking about increasing your rates, look at the other artists around you at the same, same skill level, accomplishing the same amount of work in the same rough time period, find out what they're charging. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. However, if you start looking at people like I work relatively close to people like Paul Acker, um, who obviously charges a lot more than I do. So, you have to keep things in perspective and you have to look at the surrounding area. You also have to look at um, things such as what's the cost of living in the area. Right. Yeah, that's right. Cause if you come from an area where people don't make a whole lot of money, you're not going to be able to charge 300 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. If you work in New York city, you know, in Manhattan, where people have the money to spend, there you go. Okay. Um, Gabe just made a comment in the YouTube. He said, uh, make a living plus 10% retirement plus 10% emergency fund. Um, and that should give you your basic level of where you need to be. And Gabe, I'm assuming that that's all after you've already taken out expenses. Um, because we do have things that we need to pay for, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and it's something that, you know, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of other artists in my area that have a similar level of experience that are producing similar qualities of tattoos. And what I've started to notice is that some of those artists might not necessarily do a price by the piece. Oh, don't forget taxes too. Yep. Taxes is part of expenses that get taken out. Um, But if you, if you start to look at that, what I've started to notice is they might not, they might charge by the piece, but they can usually accomplish whatever smaller piece it is in a fairly efficient and quick manner. Right. And that allows them to increase or actually get more value out of doing that tattoo. Because if I can knock out that same five by five tattoo and it only takes me an hour and I'm still charging someone 350 bucks, but it takes someone else three hours to do it for 350 bucks, I'm increasing my value for the time. You know, so it's, it's tricky. There's a lot that you have to think about. 
Um, also, whenever raising your rates, you have to understand that a percentage of your current clientele will no longer be able to afford to get tattooed by you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to let that go. Um, that's kind of one thing that I've picked up on along the road less traveled. Uh, sometimes you have to let people go if they can't afford to get tattooed by you anymore. Um, it may stink, but at the end of the day, this is your livelihood and your living that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sorry, but if it comes down to me being able to tattoo a good friend of mine or me being able to pay my bills, you know, we've been. You know, we've been friends for a while. I'm not assuming that that's going to change. So, yeah, it's time for bills. Um, You know, I'm not saying that I would jack my rates up and I would double them overnight. I try to do it in a slow, gradual process, maybe maybe five or ten bucks a year as a standard increase in cost of living. Um, You know, and then I'll pause for a little while. Like I hit 100, 165 an hour and I'm pausing for a little while. Um, but it also depends on the circumstance. If that's at the studio, if I'm traveling, then I am a minimum 175 an hour or 200 an hour, depending on how far it is I have to travel and how much expense I have to incur. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's flat rate. I can't afford to tattoo anyone for less than that. You know, have especially you, um, if, had, um, had especially if it's a more substantial piece. So, mm-hmm. have you had experience um, with you know, like telling, like you know, raising your rates and kind of traveling from the experience of like just kind of getting used to saying your higher number? You know what I mean? Like now, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it takes a while to get used to saying your higher number. Yeah, it does. You're expecting people to run. Um, so a lot of that all addressed with clients during an initial consultation. Um, even people that hit me up on Instagram and they're like, hey, I want to come in and get tattooed. I actually have like a canned response that I send to them like, hey, I'm all about doing your tattoo. Um, you know, I'll be more than happy to set something up with you. Like, let's get you in as soon as possible. Um, you know you've got a great idea, you know, I'm, I'd be super stoked to work on it. Um, you know, just putting everything out there in advance. This is what I charge. Um, and it's nice to be able to have that as a canned response that you can send out to everyone. Uh, it's just a blanket, you know, blanket reply. Um, you know, and then as long as they're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm all about it. I'm in cool, done. Um, you know, here's how you can contact me for a deposit. This is the deposit amount that goes towards the cost of the tattoo. Um, you have 48 hours before your appointment to cancel or postpone it. Um, yeah. Uh, Gabe just made a comment. He said, it's just a number. Say it. Yeah, that's real. Also, ask their budget. It's a good call, Gabe. Good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't know y'all did that. That's that's cool. Yeah. I, I do that a lot. Find out what so. people's budgets are. You know, I just did that with a woman the other day. 
She came in, set up a consultation for a tattoo, wanted a full color floral half sleeve. One of the first questions I asked was, cool, what's your budget? Um, you know, if you're only working with $300, you, we could do one flower, you know, and then you could save <laughs> another $300 and we can do another flower, you know, and we could do it that way. But then that way you don't have to turn them away and say, cool, here's what we're going to do. We're going to book an eight hour session for $1,500, um, you know, and this is what you're going to spend for an eight hour session with me. If you break it down and you work with their budget, whether it's doing a little bit at a time or whether it's, you know, kind of piecing stuff together, even though I don't prefer to do it that way, but that's just me. Um, you know, we're, being able to work with everyone's budget is definitely um, makes it easier on everyone as long as they've got a realistic budget. Having a realistic budget is key. Um, you might get some people that come in that are like, oh, well, my friend usually doesn't and they only charge me, uh, you know, 75 bucks an hour. And it's like, well, that's great, but I can't afford to tattoo you for that rate. I'm sorry. You know, they might have fewer bills than I do or a second job or whatever, but that's not something I can afford to do. Um, you know, and then you got to ask yourself, well, then why did you come to me if they're giving you that kind of a hookup. You know, did you think I would give you the same price? No, I don't know you. Um, yeah. Uh, so Gabe did just make another comment. Uh, he said, always ask their budget. Half the time, it's more than you expected. Um, and that is true. Um, you know, it's not, people are willing to pay money, good money to get tattoos now. Um, that is a fact. There are people out there spending two, $300 an hour for tattoos that are good. They're not even great, but they're good, you know, and they're getting away with that and they're charging that because they know people will pay it. So why not? You know, that's always a question that that I ask. Um, would love to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, James, you've been in this game for a while. Any uh, comments, questions? Uh, no, I, well, I mean, it's it's been very, uh, I think, it's been a great conversation to have. I think ultimately, um, you know, the market is going to support, you know, what, uh, what your value proposition is. But of course, I think think that the you know you know as to earlier you were talking about like uh you know getting better with uh your tools procreate or even using tattoo now software for instance um that is going to increase this value proposition that we're talking about and so um yes you're going to be in competition like you said with you know uh so it's good to know the comparables right so who is it that's in your area that's doing like a similar type of levels offering you know maybe similar service to you um and so you know differentiating yourself uh is going to you know certainly ultimately lead to you know these more positive outcomes um but i i do think it's uh um you really you really do need to to you know give people the 
the best possible value, right? Like, and that means it's going to mean different things to different clientele. And so, you know, just asking for a high dollar, um, it's been always going to, you know, get you where you need to go. If, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. So, um, but we do sell our, I mean, I think, I think oftentimes it's easy to sell yourself short. So, yeah. you know, having this kind of conversation with other people, being able to, um, you know, have a more objective viewpoint, this is going to be important. And of course, the things that Gabe was mentioning earlier too, your your need, right? Plus 10%, plus another 10%, right? These are, you know, plus, plus. You're going to have to factor those things in. Otherwise, it is just, a, you know, it's an expensive hobby. You know what I mean? Huh. <laughs> it's not, not a living. Um, and so, um, ultimately those are the, uh, those have to come into play. And then, yes, you have to hustle. You're going to have to, have to work hard, hustle. And, uh, these are, um, these are all really important things, but yeah, no, that's, that's my two cents. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I always try to look at, you know, as a factor of, you know, and and I I kind of hate to put it this way, but you know, I try to gauge the area that I'm in when I'm working. What are people making? What are you know? What's an hourly rate there for, you know, someone like a plumber or an electrician, someone in a trade, you know, um, you know, I'll try to take that into account and factor that in as well. Um, you know, but it also depends on how much it costs me to travel. You know, like the Puerto Rico show that we have coming up. You know, I've worked that the past few years and I've got a better idea now of how much people are looking to spend and um, can go through and charge appropriately. I'm not undercutting myself by any means, uh, but it's an appropriate amount of value for having a traveling artist that has decided to come to that area just to tattoo so that people don't have to travel to that artist and spend the money to travel there. So it's, in my opinion, it's kind of compensating for that. So they might be getting charged more per hour if I'm traveling to a convention and I'm in their town for a little bit of time um, and doing tattoos there that may come in and that may factor into, um, you know, how much I'm charging for that tattoo, because if they were to travel to me, they would be incurring a far greater expense, even though they would be paying less per hour. So that's kind of the way that I justify things and look at things in that kind of a, um, in that kind of a manner. Uh, you know, but I also do travel a decent amount. Um, so the chances that I'm going to be back in that area to tattoo them again, I usually try to stick to like a pretty decent routine um, and a pretty, you know, consistent travel schedule just in case there are people that want to start bigger projects. It's like, cool, I'll see you next year. Uh, you've got a whole year to save up money for this next session. I'll be back in town. You know, we'll knock out some more of it then. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, especially if they're struggling to get through a tattoo. It's like, you know, I'm one of those artists. I don't enjoy hurting people. 
Um, I enjoy making art. I enjoy doing the tattoo. Uh, but I don't enjoy the fact that there are certain people out there that just. Everyone's different. I understand that. Sometimes it's harder to. Um, harder to get over the fact that there is pain being caused. Um, you know, with certain people. And I'm saying that because I recently had a client. We started they wanted a whole lower arm half sleeve. Great. Had like six hours booked out for them to really knock out a good chunk of it. And they just could not do it. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. Not a problem. Um, we'll charge you for the half a day that we worked, you know, and we'll have to get you in for a couple more sessions. Um, it's tough, but, you know, if you have that time allocated just for them then that's time that you don't have allocated for anyone else so there needs to be compensation for that as well um you know whether they can sit the four hours or not if you have four hours blocked out that's time you need to be compensated for that doesn't mean that you know you charge them less um you know and i've run into that quite a few times uh, where people are like, oh, well, we only did it two hours. It's like, yeah, but you committed to a four-hour session. That's not my problem. You know, you couldn't take it, which is fine, but this is still the time that we had allotted to do your tattoo. Um, and I'll tell clients that right off the bat, whenever I'm booking full days, I'll tell them flat out, like, listen, I'll book you out for a full day. I advise against it, but we can do that. Um, but you're paying me for the full day, regardless of how long you can sit. I need to be compensated for that because I'm literally not scheduling anyone else that day. I am dedicating an entire day's worth of work just to you. So that means I need to be compensated for that. Um, and a lot of people understand that, you know, they're not, shy about that they're not going to turn around and be like oh well you know well what if i only sit for three hours it's like well if you only sit for three hours we'll just budget you for three hours and i'll take two other clients that day and i'll be happy you'll be happy and everyone will go home happy but if you really want to book out a full day it's going to cost you you know so it's just food for thought you know, for people that, um, can you hear this buzz? Hmm? Can you hear this buzzing? No. Okay, good. Sorry. Why are you still using a coil machine? I'm using a coil, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, no, no, no. Continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to yeah. unmute myself so I can um, comment. Now that's giving me nostalgia, man. Sure. I, yeah, I I've actually, I, I've, I've actually been thinking about breaking out my power supply and my coils and sitting back oh. and getting back more into uh, working with the coils again. You'll enjoy. Um, Oh, I always, I always enjoy mixing stuff up and, you know, switching out machines every now and then kind of yeah. keeps me on my toes a little bit. 
but when you find those those machines, man, that just do the trick flat out every single time, every time, you know, it's it's tough to get away from that, especially when you've gotten used to using certain things. Like ever since I got used to using pen style rotaries, it's really difficult for me to justify breaking out anything else. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I have to make myself break out the foil. So I I actually had a client that requested that I use a coil machine on them uh, for a tattoo. They're like, no, it's traditional tattoo. Need you to use traditional machine. Yeah. All right. Um, But it's what I found is that it act, the tattoo actually ended up taking longer. Um, So it wasn't quite as time efficient Uh uh, just because I know the exact speed I can move with a given coil machine. And I know the speed I can move with any of my pen style rotaries. So for me, it's more about time and efficiency than it is at really anything else. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, I'm, 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 I'm uh, faster with rotary machines. I mean, uh, excuse me, coil machines. When it comes to lining, yeah, I'm just, I can line the shit out of something very efficiently with a coil machine. I, I can. I've been able to switch back and forth for quite a while. Um, but like I said, for me, it's, you know, the amount of time and the amount of machines that I have to set up for one oh, tattoo. Yeah. yeah, you can't beat that. That's real. Yeah. Well, I normally only break, break out just the one for the liner. You know what I mean? I just do the break out a liner and then, and then I'll have a, uh, a rotary set up next to it. I'm a hybrid. Yes. Yes. I was actually having a conversation about coils the other day up at a paradise gathering um, and how long I spent learning every single thing I could about them Um, down to like the metallurgy of the steel and the side plates and coils and all that stuff. Um, And how, even though I still have all that knowledge and I even still have a notebook when I went and studied with a local builder and, you know, I would hang out with him at least once a month and just have him feed me all of the knowledge he has about coil machines. And, you know, I used to scribble notes all the time and do like little experiments with amateur bars and springs mm. and stuff like that. Um, and I still have all that information and I could still build them. I still have the templates and the measurements. Um, I don't because it's not efficient anymore. You know, yeah. I've I've moved on and I've found what really works the best for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that's just that's on me. Yeah, I time change and things move on. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm. Uh, um. I'm I'm always fascinated, especially every time I travel to a convention, to still see people using coils at a show. Uh-huh. Um, because I remember what it was like to travel with coils, and oh, how good. many machines yeah, you had right. to bring for different configurations and space to set up everything. And oh, it was it was crazy. crazy. Oh my god, you had a whole power supply, flipboard, foot pedals. Flipcord, cover, machine bag. Machine oh bag. It's disposable <laughs> tubes for every size and configuration. Oh, good. You know? 
Yeah, it was um, it was a lot of stuff we had to bring. Yeah, I still have all my steel tubes though, so if anyone wants to buy them, let me know. Well, they say if we go to war with China, we'll have to break them back down. Well, the problem is finding people that still have autoclaves. Um, you know, those aren't really used a whole lot anymore nowadays. Everything's one time use disposable. So. But anyway, all right, yeah, back to raising the race. That's why we're all here. Yeah. All right, this is a fascinating conversation. Um, so uh I feel as though it is definitely difficult. It's a difficult thing to kind of like, you know, breach it to your clients, but you know, just like you said, those those two the clients that matter, the clients that like really understand, they'll stick around. You know, and you'll be able to kind of like build your new business off of them. You know, your new, you know, your new rates. And then it'll, you know, charging what you're worth, it just, it just allows you to create better artwork. I was just looking at the comments and Jen said, don't forget about taxes too. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't forget mm-hmm. about that shit. Um, it's a, uh, you have to pay, uh, you know, set aside like at least, you know, 15% for federal, right? Yeah. 5%, 5% for, uh, for state, five or 10%. Anyway, it's, you should, you should, it's not good to overpay, right? Getting right. a tax refund at the end of the year is actually, yeah. You think it's a good thing. I mean, it, it is good to get your money back, but it is actually bullshit, you know, because... Oh, really? I don't you know. know. Well, the government's holding on to your money, and they're not giving you any interest on it. Uh-huh. Makes sense, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the, the trick would be to pay exactly, you know what I mean, to, to estimate exactly how much that you owe, to try to zero in right on that amount. Getting back, getting back a refund, I mean, it feels like a payday, but you know, it's your money. Use it when you need it, right? <laughs> it's your money. I need it now. Um, but uh, but yeah, no taxes are um, they're super crucial. And I think you know a lot of times, you know, especially if you're a tattooer, you're using a, you know digital methods to accept payment, uh, Venmo or Cash App or whatever, right? They are certainly reporting. <laughs> you know those transactions those institutions are reporting those transactions so you know it's uh it would just be good to know you know what i mean that like going into it um certainly tattooing has always been cash heavy business right and uh you know it's uh it's it's very difficult to to prove your you know what you would owe less let's say in cash but if there's a digital you know there's a digital footprint um that's that's a lot more difficult to uh to argue against so um so yeah no it's gonna factor that in with with the whole rate your rate situation as a slight uh offshoot from this, I'm wondering how y'all feel about when people change their pricing strategies. Um, Sometimes I do based on what's fair 
you know, I'll either lower my hourly rate or price by piece. Because what I see happen so often is that, you know, newcomers, and I'm still in the fairly new realm myself, being at about two years, um, they'll charge an hourly rate and then they'll be so slow and they're charging more than what professionals will for a better quality, um, less pain, uh, more longevity tattoo, you know, a very professional tattoo. And, and you'll see someone sub three years charging much, much more. This happens in my hometown a lot because it's trendy. Uh, there are some gorgeous shops here in Denver. And I think there's also just a lot of customer ignorance of, well, how much should this cost? Um, how much should someone uh, at this skill level be charging? So what, yeah, what do you feel about changing your pricing strategy? So personal opinion, um, like, and, and I've had this discussion with clients before where it's like, I can go through and I can do a tattoo that's very, very gentle where clients will typically fall asleep, you know, and all they'll feel is very, very light scratch. But for time value of money, it doesn't usually pan out in their favor. And I try to express that to them. If that's what they really want, I can do that. You know, it's going to take a lot more sessions. It's going to take a lot more time. Um, and it's going to cost them a lot more money in the long run, but it can be done. Um, I've found, you know, kind of like a middle road when it comes down to that, where I can work at uh, an effective rate an effective speed of doing the tattoo um, that's time effective, um, will cut down cost for them, but it may be a little bit more uncomfortable. At the end of the day, I try to remind them that it is a tattoo. Um, tattoos by nature are not the most pleasant experience, uh, well, for some people, some people are into it. I I tell my clients to stay away from it. Um, I won't typically tattoo people that come in with it on, especially if or I haven't talked to them tattooing. about it beforehand. Or you um, talking about just tattooing very lightly. Yeah, just very, very lightly. It takes yeah. a lot longer to build up those values right. It takes a lot longer to make sure everything's going to look right in the end usually requires a lot more layering um, and thus a lot more sessions and a lot more time and time is going to cost more money. Um, you know, it's like, I know what I need to make per hour that I have a client in the chair. Um, I can spend more time doing less work or I can spend more time doing more work. You know, if they have the money and they feel like paying me for a lot longer of a period of time, I'll do that. I have no issues with that, you know, mm. but they're not going to see as much progress. It's, you know, it's going to cost them exponentially more money because I have to go through. And if you're working super, super light, like barely scratching the surface of the skin to get true deep blacks. You're going to have to build that up oh, so much over time. Right. 
you know, just to get that true deep black in there. Um, it may feel a bit more gentle for the client, which is, you know, if that's what they want, that's fine. But it's going to take me at least three times longer to get that same value in there. So as that's long as they're fun, baby. Yeah, exactly. If, if that's what they want, I'll do it. I try to, you know, keep costs down for my clients because typically speaking, if you keep costs down, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's not going to be too bad. Yeah, I'll come back in again for another one. Um, you know, so I try to factor that in as well, you know, but if that's what they want, I'll do it. It's just going to cost them a whole, whole lot more money. So. Sorry, I guess more I meant, um, do you ever change your pricing strategy? Like instead of doing an hourly or a day rate, do you charge by the piece? Um, do you, ah, do you flip ah, back and forth yes. between these? I, I do switch back and forth between the two. Um, so for tattoos that I know I can knock out in say an hour and a half or less, I'll just give them a flat price. Um, I won't bother doing an hourly but what I will try to factor in and think about is, okay, if this tattoo is going to take me an hour, if my hourly rate is usually this, what am I going to charge that person? Um, you know, so I'm still breaking in my head. I'm still breaking everything down hourly, but I'm just giving them a flat price. And if I knock it out quicker, great. But I always tend to overestimate how much time it takes me to do things. And the reason behind that is because I found it's better to overestimate how much time something's going to take and get done early than it is to underestimate the amount of time and now you're losing money. So I always try to overestimate, you know, however long I think something is going to take. If I think initially it's going to take an hour, I'll budget them for two. If it's going to, if I think it'll take four hours, I'll budget them for six or a day. Um, you know, if it's something I know that they're going to have to come back in multiple times for then we'll do session rates or day rates. Um, but for small, quick stuff that I know I can knock out very, very quickly, like names, um, small little dandelions, initials, anything like that, I'll just do a flat rate. Um, you know, and if it takes me 15, 20 minutes to do the tattoo and I charge them a hundred bucks awesome you know that's less than my hourly rate but i'm only working on the tattoo for 15 minutes so for me it's a net positive i also yeah, have a minimum and i won't really tattoo anyone for less than 100 bucks so doesn't matter if you want a tiny little heart it's 100 bucks um might only take me two minutes to do it, but set up materials, cost, all of that factored in. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. So, um, and I know people with, you know, lower minimums and that's fine. Um, you know, that's, if that's what they figured out, they need to make minimum per tattoo. Cool. Um, I will give people a little bit of a break if say it's, you know, I get four people that come in and they all want the same little single line drawing crusting wave tattoo. 
right? We, we've all probably done that a thousand times, but say you get four or five people that all come in that want that same cresting wave. Maybe I'll knock it down a little bit more because I know each one's only going to take me 15 minutes to do plus 15 minutes to set up. So yeah, that's I'll interesting that because I would probably bit. raise it. I would, I would, if I know it's selling, I would, I would probably raise it for that very reason. See, because I know I, I could do it quicker. I'll do that for bulk pricing because I can mm-hmm. know, I know for a fact I can knock them, I can knock out all four tattoos in like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm making 300 bucks for that hour for doing those four small tattoos, right? So say I knock it down to 75 bucks each, right? Mm-hmm. That's $300. And if I can knock out four tattoos in that one hour, that's $300. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's double what my, you know, old hourly rate used to be. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'll do that all day long. That, yeah, why not? Um, they think they're getting a deal. I'm making double my hourly rate or double my old hourly rate. Okay. So it's like, why not do that? You know, everyone ends up going home happy. If you get 10 people that come in, it's like, okay, well, you know, obviously I'm not going to go any lower than like say 75 bucks an hour or 75 bucks per tattoo. Um, Not per hour, but per tattoo. So I mean, that's going to be my base, base, bare bones minimum just to cover supplies. So, but yeah, I'll fluctuate. Um, You know, it doesn't matter if it's a small rose or if it's, um, you know, a small dandelion or whatever. You know, I've got pretty much a minimum that I'm going to do unless it's like a whole bunch of people that come in all as a group and I'm tattooing all of them. Then I'll do a little bit of a bulk pricing discount. Um, design's already drawn for every single person. I don't have to spend any time drawing out different stuff for each person. So why not? I'm going to make more money in the end and everyone's going to go home happy. And they're going to think they're getting a deal. And I'm going to make a lot more money. And they're probably going to come back. I say, I say raise the <laughs> This is Vito. I'm well, sorry, I mean, it, is, it also comes oh, down to, do you want those people to come back um, more times and be like, oh, well, yeah, this one, it wasn't very expensive. Um, I mean, don't get me um, wrong. A hundred bucks for a small tattoo is nothing. Uh, well, you're what I'm saying is, at I, don't, I also don't investment. believe that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, I, you know, I also don't believe that, you know, just because it's cheaper, that it makes people think it's less valuable. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because I can do it faster, because I can do it more efficiently, because now I've done this particular tattoo a thousand times, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be better. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the 100th time than if I did it the, the 50th time, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I mean, I see what you mean. I definitely see what you mean, but there's also less room for the raising of the rates. You know. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, that that's from, a very um, valid point. I got that from a uh, uh, crazy Philadelphia Eddie. Um, he had a series oh, yeah. of books out about his life, 
Um, and uh, he said that that's, that's kind of one of the things that they would do. Like if they had like a dragon or something like that that was selling, you know, they would just they would just raise the price on it, you know, just slowly just sell it. Yep. Because it's, it's yeah, selling. He, he, was, he was a character, man. That yeah. guy was that guy was a character. I got to meet him oh, and yeah. talk to him a few times, man, and he was he was wild. Um yeah, he was talking I actually about heard him, like... stories about him when I was out in San Diego the last time from Tahiti Felix. Uh, and just some of the stories this guy was telling me was like wild. Nah, uh, that's what's up. But I mean that that was the old school tattooer mentality. I mean, that was these were like the founders of our industry for the modern industry that we work in. Um, you know, and it was that it was rough and tumble back then. Like, you know, studios would get firebombed and, um, you know, people would get shot at, you know, and told to get out of town. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, but that's also kind of <clears throat> the reason why you got the nickname crazy Philadelphia Eddie. So, but um, yeah, but yeah, true. yeah. I mean, popularity obviously has something to do with it. Um, every now and then, I'll skim Pinterest for just tattoos. Um, and Pinterest I'll, boy, and I'll find like the first like few things that pop up, and I'll just start getting those drawn. Inevitably, someone will come in to ask for them. Um, mm, nice, nice. And nice. it's like, oh yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I already got it drawn. Not a problem. Hey, do you change it? Do you change it at all? Like, will you? Like, I do. Kind of throw I do. I won't. Okay. I won't like straight up copy tattoos. Um, uh -huh. There will be some variation in it, whether it's size, angle, perspective, placement. Um, if it's a dandelion, it'll be the little wishies coming off of it. Those will be completely different. Um, the structure of it will be different. You know, yeah. I try to sit back and make every single tattoo I do different. <clears throat> Um, unless people are coming in and it, like I said, it's a group of people and they all want the exact same thing. Um, okay. Yeah, totally. totally. You know, well, and then it's like, okay. Change your life. Oh yeah, dude. I call it you the know? Pinterest <laughs> hole. It's like a black hole. Um, sometimes I'll just, I'll, I'll take a few hours and, you know, I'll just dive into that rabbit hole and I'll just find photos and click on photos and there's another cool one and we'll click on that one and then that'll take uh -huh. us to other ones. Um, you know, it, it can be great for inspiration, um, great for reference photos, mm -hmm. um, and to get an idea of what people are looking at. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's really helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really go to it for a whole lot of, like, I won't go to it and be like, oh, that's cool. I'll print that one out and try to tattoo that on someone. Um, you know, and I've seen that at different conventions. I, I've walked past booths sometimes and it's just plain letter paper printouts. And it's almost like someone took an exact screenshot from Pinterest and just printed out the screenshot without cropping anything out. Oh, you know, that's what happened. anything. And they'll have like a thousand different designs out. And it's literally just stuff that they saw on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pinterest you know, like, is the new flash rack. Uh, one of them, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? 
yeah, there's also Instagram. Instagram's a good one. Uh, you get people that post up designs on there and other people screenshot them and tattoo them on other people. And it's without giving any credit to anyone else. And it's like, oh, oh God. And, and you see that too. There's a whole page dedicated to it called Tattoo Copycats. Um, and it's basically just calling out artists that have literally ripped off other people's work. Um, you know, some people out there just refuse to draw um, and they refuse to take the time to create custom works. And there's... That's, that's Andre. All right, that's I'll be right with you, bro. So. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they should join uh, uh, Drawn with Tattooers. On yeah, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom uh, was definitely an enlightening time the first time I joined it. Um, and it, it, really, it really helped in a lot of different ways. Um, even when we were looking at value and chroma and how that can change based on... Um, the colors and the values that are next to it, how that can change our perception. Um, that was fascinating. I absolutely loved tuning into that episode. Um, you know, but that's, you know, it's one of many different aspects of things um, that can be helpful. Hey, come here. I, uh, I would just like to introduce my, uh, my, my coworker. His name is Pat. It's so cool because we were just talking about raising rates. Like, he asked me yesterday, like, yo, we can talk about it. And then when you hit me up today, I was like, yo, this is perfect. You know what I mean? Um, so I um, appreciate you guys. This is Jason. This is Pat. Pat, Jason. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. I've been tuning in. He's been, he said he's been tuning in and uh, a lot of valuable information. So, um, yeah, he really appreciate it. So do you have any questions? Uh I'm a Sagittarius. I like long walks on the beach, <laughs> biking, camping. My favorite flowers are tulips. <laughs> Killing me. Great. I love it. Um, yeah, no, nah, that's cool, man. I just want to be able to um, yeah. formally introduce. Now, now, Spirit, you're down in North Carolina, right? I'm in South Carolina. South yeah. Carolina? Mm-hmm. Cool. And do you know what the average hourly rate is down there? Um, I, I'm generally thinking about one, it's between one and 150. Yeah. Uh, 156. Oh yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. awesome. Is the awesome. average yeah. hourly rate in South Carolina, uh, 156 and four cents is what it came down to. Nice. What did um, you, uh, where's that tool? Um, that's from the 2002 Tattoo Artist Hourly Rate Survey that Tattoo Smart did. Um, so that's over 20 years old. I reckon it's a bit higher now. It's not 2002. They didn't have it. 2022. Oh, 2022. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry if I said 2002. Um, yeah. And depending on what city, like major city you're closest to, um, Let's see, South Carolina, South Carolina. Let's see. What's the closest uh, spirit? What's the closest major city to you? Uh, 
Charlotte. Let's see what we can find. Charlotte, North Carolina. So Charlotte, North Carolina, the average hourly rate for a tattoo artist is $207 now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so just some food for thought. It's just what's interesting is I, I was like, I was at a shop recently where uh, I was doing 150 an hour and uh, it just seems like so expensive. It really does. Like based on the amount of work I can get done, but like even once you're sitting for like five hours, like five hours is $800. <laughs> you know what I'm like, you know? Well, good tattoos um, ain't cheap. It's true. It's true. It's true. You're right. You're right. And that's that's one of the things that just got to get used to. You know what I mean? Being like, hey, it's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a luxury item. What do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about slow season prices? About slow se- Oh, you mean uh, painting season? Painting season, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I try to keep my rates pretty standard throughout the year. Um, uh-huh. That way, it kind of offsets. Um, you know, it, it offsets itself where, you know, I'm still charging the same rate, even if I'm slammed, it's still the same rate. So I know that the money that I make during the busier times of year if I set that aside or at least try to set some of it aside, I'll have money for the winter. There's uh-huh. an expression an old coworker of mine once told me, and it's kind of stuck with me over the years. They said, remember December, uh-huh. right? Because yeah. in December, you know, unless you've got that kind of a following where you're literally booked out all day, every day, through from october through march you know cool good for you um most artists i know do hit a little bit of a holiday slump where people aren't spending money on tattoos instead what they're doing is saving money for the holidays Uh um so you have to factor that in now Uh if you've got that kind of a following then hey more power to you um but yeah, I I try to keep that in mind. Um, I don't have that kind of following, so you know, I it just means I got to hustle a little bit harder. Uh-huh. Um, so you don't actually. Oh, that's interesting. You don't uh, lower yep. your prices during painting season. Um, and I wonder if I wonder if the slump for you is equal to the amount it would be if you if you lowered your rate if you lowered your rates. Well, so here's, I used to do that. And here's the problem that I ran into Uh is that I would work on a piece on someone during the slower season or painting season. um, And I would charge them a lower rate to try to get in more clients, et cetera, et cetera. Uh And then they would come back to me in the spring 
and they would want to get something else done. And my, when my rates were back up to normal, they would turn around and they would say, oh, well, you know, you did this for me for this price back then. What's changed? You know, and they kind of felt oh, like man. it was unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I didn't I didn't exactly <laughs> disclose that that was a I special oh. like a, a special um not introductory rate, but a special discounted rate for that time of year. So if, I think Got maybe it. if that I had disclosed sense. that, it would be a little bit different. Yeah, that makes sense. But so probably you know, just keeping them the same would probably cut down on that headache. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, just like so, how long have you kept it? How long have you kept it the same? Five years now. Um, not including like the steady increase in um, hourly rate and all that stuff. Um, I do offer discounted pricing for people that do book longer sessions that want to get bigger product projects. Um, people that I know are going to be coming in for, you know, say a full sleeve or a back piece or something like that. Um, I do offer a discounted session rate. Mm-hmm, to try mm-hmm. to encourage more people to come in for bigger projects. Okay. Um, you know, but it, I still keep it a bare minimum of, you know, for four hours, 160 or 600 bucks, uh, which is 400 or four hours at 150 bucks an hour. So I'll discount maybe $15 an hour, um, which you know, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it adds and, up over time. In what ways do you sell that that six hundred uh, that uh, that that six hundred dollars? Because, um, in yeah, in what ways do you sell that? Like, how does the client know that that for that six hundred dollars, they're probably going to get the most dopest shit? Period. Well, I explained to them that normally my hourly rates, you know, one sixty five an hour. Um, but if you book a half day with me, I can knock that total price down to 600 bucks, um, because I know you're going to be coming back in for multiple sessions. Uh, I'll, I'll tell them flat out. I'm like, look, you're looking at like two or three sessions at four hours a session, you know, for this piece that you're looking to get done. Um, you know, maybe it's more depending on how detailed it is. Um, you know, whether it's color, black and gray, whether there's a lot of texture, you know, whatever. Um, if I'm detailing the absolute hell out of it, yeah, it's maybe it'll take three or four sessions. Um, Mm -hmm. but that kind of all depends on, you know, what is a realistic amount of time that it's going to take me to knock out that piece. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm, I'm very straightforward with all of that during the consultation process. Someone comes in and says, hey, I want to get, you know, a full sleeve done. We'll do it. But here's what you're looking at spending. Um, you know, if they want to come in and they want to do three eight hour full days and they can sit for eight hours. I'll do that and it'll be knocked out in three sessions. Guaranteed. You know. But that also requires them sitting for a full eight-hour day every single time. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but once again, if they're booking out a full day, kind of is what it is. So, uh, but we are getting to that time um, where I do have things to get done today. Um, so why don't you go ahead, Spirit? Give us a quick sign off. Uh, cool, man. This has been great. I appreciate it. Um, we definitely got a lot out of it. Thank you so much. Uh, you can catch me at Tattoos by Spirit on Instagram, Tattoos by Spirit on TikTok, TattoosbySpirit.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, for good. anyone out there, I hope you guys liked uh, this show. I know we still have a few people watching now. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page, especially if you like today's episode. Um, please feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram at Philly Inc. Uh, if anyone ever has any questions or if you want a critique on anything, um, if you want to discuss this in more detail or you have any questions about today's episode, let me know. You can also email me at Jason at reinventingthetattoo.com. I'm Philly Inc. on TikTok and Instagram, and you can email me as well, and I will get back to you. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for watching today. Please keep your hands busy. Um, keep them moving. Keep drawing. Keep painting. Keep tattooing. And, um, yeah, I will see everyone again next week for episode 131 here live on the Skill Building Sunday uh, with Jason Leeser. Thanks very much. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Yeah, nah, definitely, bro. Go ahead. If you need to stand up or anything.